We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date. Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. One o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold. Coming up in about a half hour, you'll hear our conversation we had earlier today with Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo. He joined us fresh off that contract extension, fresh off another Super Bowl title. And we talked about his future and, and aspirations in the coaching world and also uh, what he had to say about, frankly, the IQ of this defense. And he said kind of the, the get it factor. And you asked him the question about, is it the most talented defense he's ever had? And he was hesitant to 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 compare in that regard but from a get it and understand the defense and and kind of that trust factor um very very high praise he gave for nick bolton justin reed and others so you'll hear that conversation coming up at 1 30 here on 610 sports radio as far as the off-season decision making from brett veach and company the one good thing that could come from all of the uh gambling money and tv deals is that the cap might even be going up higher than they projected 243, 243 million is what a lot of people believe it's going to be. But uh, over at Pro Football Talk, there was uh, some, I'd say some expectation that it might actually now be much higher than that. As in, if they really don't cap it, it could be $250 million. But they're afraid about letting it get that high. Like the article's implying that the NFL doesn't want to jump it too fast, too quick. Because that could send an interesting shockwave through the free agency market. And they don't know if it'll keep going up at that level in perpetuity. And if it does, or if it doesn't, that some of these teams would handicap themselves. But also, that's your job as a team. No offense. The collective bargaining is set up away for a reason, which is a certain percentage of the revenue coming into the building gets turned into salary cap space in which teams are allowed to spend. And if... The Chiefs are willing to go to that maximum dollar amount, which they are most years, of $243 million and some other teams aren't. Screw them. That doesn't seem like a Chiefs problem. This is the best possible news for the Chiefs at the best possible time. If the cap is really going to jump that number, perfect. Patrick Mahomes was already the highest cap hit quarterback in the NFL last year, and they won the Super Bowl. His cap number is getting ready to go up. By less than the amount the cap would actually jump. When you start factoring in that, plus what Chris Jones was owed, plus what all these other players were already making, and the fact that they've got to make decisions on guys like Drew Tranquil, um, we've already talked about, obviously, Jerry Sneed and Chris Jones and some of the big dollar ones, but even the small-named players like Mike Dana that you would need payment for, this could give you the ability to not get any worse at all. Normally, following a Super Bowl, the reality is your roster has to weaken a little bit, 
or you got to pray that your young players step up in a way. This year was about to be more brazen in that from a defensive perspective than last year. Because last year, they got to bring back Snead and bring back Jones. We didn't think they could bring back both this year necessarily. If the cap number really jumps that much, it's at least plausible, Gold. Doesn't mean for sure, but it opens up the door, the possibility. It gives you more flexibility, no doubt. I think it's not just what it is projected to be this year, but of course, it's it's going to be, do you think the same increase is going to happen in 2025, 2026, and beyond? And other than the COVID year, we know that it does go up every year. I mean, there's just so much money that is generated by this league. And what other avenues are they going to continue to find ways to, to bring in revenue? You know, what's the next, what's the next big thing? You know, They're couple, just going to keep selling more uh, streaming games. Right, exactly. And so a couple years ago, the big thing was the sports betting money. Uh, then it was Amazon now has the Black Friday game. Okay, there's more revenue. So yeah, what's, what's the next? We, we know that Peacock game was on wild, the wildcard weekend Peacock game that everybody freaked out about. There will be, there's already reports Amazon that, already bought a playoff game for next year. Yeah, yep. so that that is where the money is going to get international aspirations to continue to expand. So that's how it's going to keep on going up. And for Kansas City, when you already have the most important position figured out and he's the best at his position in Patrick Mahomes and he's under contract, even if you have to restructure in a couple of years, the, the increase helps out everybody in the league. But it, it certainly helps you out even more when you're starting to have a bunch of young players over the next few years that you drafted well. We, when you mentioned how great the draft class was a couple of years ago, at some point it's going to be time to pay that, that class. Yep. And they're going to see that in about two years when they have to make a decision on somebody like Karloftis and McDuffie at the same time. Trey and Creed will be the year before that, and they'll have to start really, yeah, coming to those. I looked it back up again. Peacock, this year for the playoff game, paid $110 million for a single game. <laughs> for one singular NFL game. This is also why the NFL is expanding to international markets. Yeah. That's another place that they're planning on increasing these revenues. I'm just saying specific for this year, if this is going to be a massive jump year for cap, well, that feels like pretty good timing for a team that is going for a three-peat and might need to be buying an expensive defensive lineman, an expensive tackle, or an expensive wide receiver. Presumably, they're going to pay for two out of those three. Not to mention and the deal they th- might try to get done with Snead or, or, a, or a franchise tag with Snead. This opens up this year in particular as being a really good year for cap to jump. They also will probably have a few options like they do every year with restructures. You know, Mahomes' contract gives them the flexibility they to like do twenty five so. million around this year. If, if, they, if they really, yeah, exactly. If they really wanted to free up, that's the kind of money they could free up on top of what they already will have available. And they have some tough de- decisions to make. Let's not kid ourselves. Of so, I mean, they 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 do have some holes across the roster, even coming off a championship. I mean. Whether or not they're confident Wani Morris is going to determine whether or not they have to spend a significant amount of money if they choose free agency to find a long-term answer at left tackle. By long-term, we're talking for the next three years. Um, or are they going to spend their top pick in the draft at 32 on a tackle? Those are the questions that are going to be determined over the next couple of weeks, obviously. Going forward, who do they try to uh, renegotiate with? Are they going to flat-out cut some of the players like Tony and MVS? There's dead cap there, but could there be some flexibility. All those kind of things are, are going to have to be sorted out, but they are in, in still a pretty damn good spot considering, like you said, normally if you're coming off of uh, multiple championships, you're like, oh, you know, you, you you screwed yourself in the future, which is why when you and I were discussing earlier on in the show about selling yourself be, out. being all in, look, I think they're always all in and that's their mindset because of Mahomes, but why you don't want to, you, you don't have to make the, what I would consider uh, dumb decisions just for one year 
because you know that you're trying to continue. They've, they've done such a good job of dragging this window out. And I feel like that this is an opportunity where it's like you've been saving, saving, saving your money gold and you can buy this car in cash. Just buy it. The Chiefs have been so smart with their money. Brant Tillis is now gone, but they've been incredibly yeah. smart with their money, with the resources they've allocated where the decision to trade Tyree kill and bring in these young defensive players so that they could spend money elsewhere. And for a team that is back to back Super Bowl champion, you'd be shocked. Most people would be shocked to find out they're 17th most in cap space next year of the playoff teams from just this last year who have more cap space than them. The Houston Texans at five. The Lions have the eighth most. End of list. The only other one you would argue that's in a better financial spot is the Bengals have the seventh most cap space available to them. Money that they're probably going to have to allocate partially to Jamar Chase, we'd think. Maybe they could wait one more year on that. But it, but that's like every other playoff team, every other contending team is below them in cap space. So now, so if it's going to jump, if they're going to have more than the $23 million they currently have in projected cap space because the cap's getting ready to go even higher than they thought, well, then I mean, they're going to be there. And look, that's based on the $242 million. It could go higher than that, as we previously said. But if even if that's the case, 17 most? I mean, they got all the space in the world to do whatever they want this year and are back-to-back defending Super Bowl. This is more money than they had last year. It is. It might have been more money than they had the year before. It is more money than last year, but also this year. More to replace. This year, you're either going to have $19 million guaranteed on a franchise tag with Snead. Last year, they had for a while until the restructure with Chris Jones. They had, what was it? What was the cap hit last year for franchise tag on a defensive lineman? Chris. I don't remember. But this is also ignoring the fact they'll get $11 million more once they DF, you know, once they get rid of MVS. For yeah. instance, there's some dead cap associated with it, but still can f- also free, free, yeah. free. 14 yes. million is a total cap hit. So there's multiple areas. Now on the flip side, right? They also will at some point, they will still need to have five or six receivers. So they're going to, yeah. whether it's through the draft or free agency, they're going to, even if they, they sign some lesser wide receiver to be the fourth receiver on the team on top of signing up what we view as a big time free agent wide receiver, they've got flexibility. This is one of those where it's like the option A, B, C, and D. How, how many off seasons do you think they've actually got their option a and how many off seasons have they had to go down to option C? We know initially Orlando Brown jr. A couple of years ago was not their first option. We know they wanted Trent Williams. Yep. We know they were and very close. They had Trent Williams on the hook and then the 49ers. Buddy Kyle Shanahan yeah. came so then the chiefs pivoted uh, and they ended up trading for Orlando Brown jr. And despite how people feel, it still worked out in a very, very nice way for them. And I think they got to do something similar at left tackle or wide receiver this off season. So meaning, Option A, free agency, maybe, if not being willing to pivot to trading for somebody, and even if that involves draft picks in the uh, in the draft coming up. I think you end up paying two out of three. Left tackle, defensive tackle, and uh, wide receiver. Two of those three is going to be paid. The other one's just going to have to be via draft or, like, in the left tackle case, be Wanye Morris. For the defensive line case, it would just be like, no, we actually do really love Felix and Udike Uzama. We just didn't play him because the line was too deep or some other version of that. But those are the decisions they'll have to come to eventually. We haven't talked a lot of college basketball yet. We're around the corner from March Madness, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't take all that long to get to March Madness when your team, for the NFL perspective, plays through mid-February, then does a parade and everything else associated with it. But I saw something that, if I were a Missouri fan, would be concerning to me yesterday. When all, you know, like we've seen plenty of uh, shift in coaching and all that stuff over these last few weeks and seemingly never going to stop ending. 
the coaching carousel in college football is still going on last week. Somehow that that was the case. But Missouri lost their AD yesterday to a job that is definitively worse than their own. You know, I know it's worse. It's in a, it's in the same conference, but, or it's in a worse conference technically from a football perspective. And they're in the hole, like a quarter of a billion dollars due to an accounting error. The reason why it's concerning for Missouri is she took the job and the complaint seemed to be took the job and nobody let her do the job. That is not a good way to get talented people inside of your athletic department. So Desiree Reed Francois was the AD at Missouri just got introduced today at Arizona and she went to law school there. So there's an alumni factor being an alum factor here, but you're right. It sure seems like for someone that fast track to, I mean, she was at UNLV went to Missouri SEC program on the rise uh, to then go to Arizona, and, and you're right, there's major financial issues going on at that university. They're also in the Big 12, which is not the SEC. Uh, no. So it seems like there was clearly at some sor- sort of uh, disagreement. There was, uh, for those that cover Missouri more closely in Columbia, some speculation that perhaps the Board of Curators, maybe in Board of Regents, I should say, maybe there was disagreement and how to operate and yeah, maybe not letting somebody have as much flexibility as they would have liked. All those things maybe contributed and it's weird timing because they've been raising money like crazy in the athletic department. We know uh, Eli Drinkwitz in that football program is on an unbelievable path right now. Yeah. And they've got a real chance. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's bizarre. Uh, This time last year, you would have said, Oh, their basketball program stable. They're having a really, really rough year. Uh, in particular, but it appears that they, they've got the right football coach, I think the right basketball coach there at Missouri, and now they're going to have to have another athletic director search. It just seems like a really terrible time to be readjusting because all you want to do at that point is completely capitalize on the momentum, especially your football program has. Let's just face it, that's the more important. We understand that this is how it works, especially when you're an SEC school. That's how it works. She, since taking over, Seems to have them absolutely cruising along. And then she took the Arizona State job. If Golden, Arizona. Arizona. Like, part of me would be, um, I would be more understanding if she took a better job. Does that make sense? Like, if she had just been offered the AD job at Georgia, hmm. yeah. you would just been like, wow, great hire. You got her on the up and up. Somebody else saw what you saw in her. And now she's moving on to even greener pastures. But to take a job, even though it's her alma mater, to take a job that is that bad from an outside perspective, I mean, you're just letting people flee. Yeah, so uh, you can believe it or not, but the the quote today from her press conference there was that uh, it's the only place she would have considered leaving Columbia for. Sure. She called it a heart okay. move. Quote, it's home. Quite simply, it's home. I know what the University of Arizona can be. It felt right, and it was an opportunity to come home. How long was she in Missouri for? Um, I have to look it back up because I think that that that's I think that not not that they played into the decision, but the fact that Arizona not from are not that they're on the up, but football program wise, so three. If years. you can fix them, I mean, it's a great job. I mean, they've 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 gotten better as she's been there, and I think that you know they just made they did lose Jetfish, but the football program, a lot of people are staying there. The basketball program is is Arizona. I mean, they've finally got on the other side of the whole. Uh, deal with them and the NCAA infractions. It, it It's a place, I guess, she can rebuild again from or, or help get back to where it, it, they want it to be. I think her son is on the basketball team at Missouri, too. So something tells me he wow. will not be on the team next year. Hello, transfer portal. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know if he plays at all, but he's on Missouri's the team. been on the other side of that where Michael Porter Jr., his dad was on yeah. the staff. Uh, and, I don't. 
I'll say this. I never blame any of those teams that are smart enough to just hire, like, I mean, Nebraska just did this with the number one quarterback recruit in the entire country. Oh, it just so happened, Gold, that Nebraska hired the dad of the number one high school (laughs) football coach to be a coach at their school, and then wait, now he wants to go to their school? Do it. That's the way this game is played. College football is nasty business in that way, and there is no way that you should be outside of that. You should be coloring inside those same lines if you are a major college program across the board, play the same fishy games. No one will judge you. No one judged Missouri for getting Michael Porter Jr. by hiring their okay. dad. I mean, you, you brought it up. I mean, Kate, done it Mario too, Chalmers, yeah. Chalmers' dad was on the staff. I mean, yeah, it's it's that. It, I don't know if we'll see it as much now with NIL because you don't really need to do that. You can you sure. can just do it through NIL. So I think the having quote unquote having to hire the the parent or whatever as a coach on the team in order to pay that pay them money that way NIL probably alleviates that. It decision. does give you that yeah. edge. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Coming up in 15 minutes, uh, you'll hear our conversation with Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo. He joined us earlier today to talk about another Super Bowl win and the future of, of not only this defense, but for him as well, who just signed a contract extension. And he gave us the answer on, on whether or not he wants to be a head coach again in the NFL. So that's coming up in just a little bit. Back to the NFL for a second from a contract perspective. Uh, the Justin Jefferson negotiates with the Vikings. I still, I not a great start. St- still think they will get that thing done because he's that special of a player. But we all know there is a point where you, you reach a spot like the chiefs did with Tyree kill where they, they said, all right, we're just not doing that. And we'll trade him away. This feels different with Justin Jefferson. There's a structure issue, not a dollar amount. I think you can figure that out easier than Tyree kill. All of a sudden wanted to be paid 28 or 30 and the chiefs were like, we were going to, we were willing to pay you 26 or whatever. There's a structure and guarantees according to Mike Florio uh, what's holding up this particular extension and new deal for Justin Jefferson, who's 24 years old. We all know he's the face of the franchise now. They may not have Kirk Cousins there anymore. Who knows? And they have until August, theoretically, to get this done. That's why sure. I think it's way too early to panic if you're a Vikings fan. But basically, five years, $175 million contract would make him the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history. And it sounds like the Vikings aren't worried about that part. It's the structure of it. Yeah, because apparently the Wilf family has a rule. And the rule is, is that they will not offer or guarantee more than one year of new new contracts for anybody except quarterback. You remember, they've given Kirk Cousins fully guaranteed deals multiple times at two or three years a pop. So they are willing to do it for the, the, there's two parts to this that are a massive problem. One is they literally just broke this rule for TJ Hawkinson. So they just did this. For Kirk Kirk Cousins. For Kirk Cousins, I think. Well, Cousins, but Hawkinson too. Hawkinson has more than one year of his deal guaranteed. So like they just, you know, like when they had signed him. So they had just broken this rule for somebody anyway. So you're like, okay, so his deal and Kirk Cousins. So what's the problem if you broke it for more than one person? And that's not Justin Jefferson's problem. That can be your internal policy all you want. If I'm Justin Jefferson, I'd be like, screw you. I'm not signing a contract in which only one year of my contract is guaranteed. Literally every other team in the NFL will give me the rest of the money. The comparison I'd made to you earlier when we were sitting out here before is this exactly what happened with Roquan Smith. If you remember when he got drafted, there was this whole big thing about with Roquan Smith to be like, well, they, the bears, they do offset language. So they want to give the bonus 
prorated over time rather than cut the check right away. And he's like, no deal. I want all my money now, like most first rounders get. So pay me my money and then I'll sign this contract. Justin Jefferson should just say no. Unless you're going to guarantee more years of this. He's an NFL player. And that's the point that my might as well just franchise tag me. If I'm only guaranteed year to year, why would I sign a contract anyway? I think this is really stupid. I think, it'll get to play this game. I think it'll get worked out. It's February. It's February. I think this thing gets worked out. We're not. The structure thing is a huge part, but also I'm more confident this gets worked out than versus, you know, Justin Jefferson wanted an extra $7 million a year. And they're like, that's a just, bigger problem. You know what I mean? I, I think they f- they'll figure this structure thing out, either a compromise or they'll finally just make him the exception again. Uh, like they did for Kirk Cousins and otherwise. I mean, the, Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in football. Think, figure it out. And not to mention, if you're from a fan base perspective, there's a chance the Vikings, depending on what they do at quarterback, it could be rough next year as it's a team. The face of their franchise. You know, I mean, if they don't have Kirk Cousins, who's the quarterback next year? They don't have one is the answer. I, I mean, was they like, would have to Russell draft. Wilson? Yeah, they draft somebody. They would have to draft somebody, and who knows what you're getting there. They're not, you know, the Vikings aren't, they don't have a top five pick. The Vikings were decent enough to not have a top five pick. No, you know, Russell you know? Wilson would be my guess or Ugh. some other random Ugh. vet. If I'm just Justin Jefferson, I don't street. know if I, I don't want to sign. Maybe if I'm Jefferson, I'm waiting team. to also find out what the hell they're doing. Then right. I, I might agree to I might agree to this compromise more right. likely. Like you can't. Here's the other problem with this threat is you could threaten this if this is like year three of his contract. He's still two more years with you plus a franchise tag. And look, I know you can franchise tag someone twice, but you know what? The, it's so cost prohibitive to franchise tag someone a second time for almost any team for almost any position. That's why it doesn't happen. He's owed nineteen million dollars this year. Take the franchise tag next year which is all they're willing to guarantee him anyway, and then just be a free agent at 26 years old, handpick your quarterback spot. Like, no offense. I mean, if I'm Justin Jefferson, I'm not signing any contract that does not include multiple years of my contract being guaranteed. I'm just not. I understand it's the NFL. They're not going to give me five fully guaranteed years. Sure. But as a, a player of his caliber normally would get three fully guaranteed years, a fourth year that looks pretty promising, and a fifth year that's nobody's game, right? You're not guaranteed that money. They're not going to pay you that money necessarily. We'll see how it goes. But for the three, that is not asking that much. And like these organizations that pretend like, well, these are, this is how we operate. Okay. Well, then you're just going to have to let some good players go. Royals probably used to have a rule in place that said we wouldn't play a player a hundred million dollars. Now they're paying someone 288. If you want good players to stay in your organization, you got to bend your rules. Real quick update away from this. Uh, going back to last Wednesday, and the tragic shooting at Union Station. There is an update. There's going to be a press conference coming up at 2 from the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office and from the Jackson County Prosecutor herself, uh, Jean Peters Peters Baker. Excuse me. She's going to hold a press conference on last week's shooting at 2. We don't know if this is, you know, new charges. Just to answer some more questions, we know as of last week, the two juveniles were charged with multiple uh, counts of of unlawful gun possession and, and some other charges we, we don't know exactly what update. Um, I imagine our sister station, uh, KMBZ, will, will carry that. But I'm sure Carrington will update you guys on that during the show. But just a heads up, 2 o'clock today, Jackson County Prosecutor will hold a press conference in relation to last week's events out at Union Station. Coming up next, though, uh, we had a chance earlier today to be joined by Steve Spagnolo, Chiefs Defensive Coordinator, and get his reaction to winning another championship and. He told us what he makes of this year's defense that separated them from everybody else.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending, something we had mentioned uh, coming out in the last few minutes. That is that it's expected to be a press conference with the Jackson County prosecutor, Gene Peters Baker, at 2 o'clock today. It will be around last week's deadly chief celebration. Uh, so we don't know exactly what that'll be, if it'll be any new charges or if it's just more of an opportunity to explain the process. But just a heads up, could be some new information uh, coming out around the uh, the two suspects. Next up on what's trending local college basketball last night, K-State fell to Texas 52 or sorry, 62 to 56. It was not a good offensive game to watch at all. K-State's lost right now. Projections put them at a 1.5% chance of making the NCAA tournament. You would have thought that they were good to make the tournament before the year. Missouri has a 0% chance of doing it. Might only get one local team in this year from the looks of it. K-State's just struggled. They've never found that same success from the transfer portal last year. They, they're going to have to win the Big 12 tournament. Yeah. That's, so. that's, that's probably what's going to I saw they are. So, you know, Lenardi does his first four out. Then the next four out. Then the four out after that. They're, they're the third, the, fourth out. There's eight teams that are out, and then they're listed as the next four after that. So there there's – it gives you an idea, unfortunately. Big 12 schedule, you could make up some ground in a hurry, but that also means going on a winning streak, and this team has not found anything offensively for a huge yeah. chunk of the year. Missouri, by the way, will take on number five, Tennessee, tonight. They're at home at least. They're 8-17 and 17 on the year, and Tennessee is the number five ranked team in yeah. the country. Yeah. So a lot, a good of, points be, a lot of points might be scored in that game tonight. Not a whole lot of defense between uh, those teams. Anyway, next up on What's Trending, Jeff Passon reporting that a two-team MLB expansion is seen as inevitable at this point in time with Nashville and Salt Lake City as potential candidates. Now, he's not saying it's going to happen anytime soon because they got to get this Vegas thing with the Oakland A's sorted out yep. first. So it could still be 2028, 20, 2030, 20, but uh, Nashville seems like a lock as he kind of said there, to get a team. And then the question will be whether Salt Lake City gets the leg up over Portland. But uh, it would, you know, like any time there's expansion in any sport, it's always weird to start saying like, oh, yeah, the Royals are taking on the Nashville 
stars. And the and like, oh, they're, what? the Royals are headed out headed out west to Salt Lake City to take on the Salt Lake City blank. What's your what's your uh, give me an example? What's the Salt Lake City team going to be called? Um, the Nashville Stars works. Uh, what's the what's the Salt Lake City Puritans? I don't know. <sighs> oh, is that no good? Okay, okay, right. okay, Cody. The, uh, <laughs> it's a guess. I guess the John Smiths. <laughs> they can name whatever they want. I don't know. I don't have a good one. I mean, their basketball team's the Jazz. Obviously, didn't originate there. But, no, uh, that one actually, uh, <laughs> that might be of all the ones that have, like, stuck with it, even, like, Lakers that, like, transfer from a different part of the country. That one makes the least yeah. amount of sense out of maybe any name in the country. So I don't even want to begin to venture a guess at what that'll be. By the way, it's been since, what, 1998? Last time they expanded was the Tampa Bay Rays. This is, like, the second longest gap they've had in Major League Baseball history without adding more teams. Um, so you kind of expect, like with the NFL too, at some point, right? It's been long enough since the Panthers and you start thinking eventually, you know, Panthers, Texans, like at what point are you going to start getting new teams into these leagues? Seems logical. Next up on watch training, former Kansas city Royal Kelvin Herrera. No, he's not back in baseball. He was elected mayor of his hometown in the Dominican Republic over the, over the weekend, which is an awesome story for a variety of reasons. I hope he likes the job, man. It did make me threaten the Gladstone mayor. With their position, although I don't know anything about it, you know. We'll see. Um, but that's cool for Kelvin Herrera. It is. It's always, always kind of fun to see people in, like, spots you wouldn't expect them to be. I just remember him as a 98-mile-per-hour throwing reliever on the way to the Royals World Series run, and now he's the mayor of a town in the Dominican Republic. His hometown. That is what's trending. Thank you, text line, for the suggestions towards Salt Lake Avalanche, City. that's an NHL team. Yeah, it can't work. Otherwise, that would be, yeah, the Mountains. Only ones you can rename are Cats. You can have as many cats renamed as you want. That's true. Salt Lake City. Yeah. Mountaineers doesn't work either. I don't know, man. I'm not sure what you can do. The magic underwears. I like it. <laughs> hmm. Is there anything that I, I guess they're particularly known for? Not drinking caffeine. What's Wait, like the, the city or the or the people of the city? What's like the state bird? You know, I, I don't know. I mean... The state bird I, I, of Utah? I feel like that might be the the lane they go to. Oh, man. I don't I don't Never looked up the state. The California gull. Probably not that one. That's a terrible state bird. You can't have a state bird have the name another of another state. state. That is bad. That is bad. Yeah. That's just that's they, poor etiquette. They do have a minor league team, correct, I think? The, the Salt Lake Bees, I think, is the... I yeah, might be way right. off. No, no, but that's I, right. I think that is, is it. Bees? <clears throat> I have no idea what the significance is behind that. Maybe that's just what they. Yes, that's, and it's the bees. The text line, yes. Uh, we're going to avoid the uh, religious commentary on on that. Yeah, I wasn't that's, going for. Uh, that's all the text know. line is full. Do you think of, they'll have I'm a sure. hot tub for soaking? Okay. Do okay, you think? Do you okay. think they'll have that? Okay. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> gracious. I'm, I'm just asking if they're going to have some fan amenities. I'm going to stay away from any fan amenities. religious commentary. Salt Lake City soakers. I don't know. Oh, God. Stop. Stop. Better play Spags before you get in trouble. Yeah, I feel, don't make I feel like the state bird is the easy option. The easy way to go. The goals. Earlier today, <laughs> we talked with Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve mm-hmm. Spagnolo, and uh, we started our conversation talking to Spags about – uh, the last week, a week since they were Super Bowl champs, and if he's had some time to kind of sit back and, and uh, enjoy this one. Well, that's what we're trying to do right now. It's kind of it's a little unbelievable, but I appreciate you guys, Alex and Cody, having me on. Always nice to talk to people back in Kansas City. I actually 
I'm in Florida right now, so I am trying to embrace it all. Uh, pretty unbelievable. So a week after, you just get to go sit on a beach. Is it just like my ties? Is that like your ideal week after the Super Bowl situation? Yeah, you know what it is, guys? It's spend as much time with Maria as I possibly can. And the best way to do that is to get out of town and uh, just kind of kick back. But we have family down here, and so it's a little bit about that. You know, it's an eight-month grind, a nine-month grind, whatever we go through. So as much as I can spend time with family in the off season, that's what I try to do. See, but you know what, guys? The, the combine's right around the corner, so we'll be there next week. Seeing how, like, and look, I'm married too, Steve, so I, I get how this might work. I'm <laughs> guessing because she's got to say yes to your schedule nine months out of the year, that anything she wants yeah. to do during this time, that's a yes. Amen. You're, you're right <laughs> on. You're, you're dead on on that. You're dead on. But she's great. Listen, uh, I enjoy it, and it's fun to be able to kick back, especially after what happened, which is uh, just a blessing. You know, uh, we, we, we saw all the T-shirts and, and Spags We Trust shirts. Justin Reed, I saw, is doing another batch of shirts as well, as they've been oh, very boy. popular, Coach. I know I know. after <laughs> the game, at that point of the AFC title game, you mentioned you were even maybe a little embarrassed by it. But I, I would assume, yeah. though, you got family. I mean, does the whole family have the shirts? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm still embarrassed by it. <laughs> I've been trying to burn as many as I could. And only only because it's just not me. But listen. I love the love. The love is mutual with Justin and all the guys. And, yeah, a couple of family members did get it. And uh, so every once in a while I do have to look at it. But, listen, it's all because we got a group of guys that, listen, bought in and, and did a heck of a job because you know, nobody, nobody trusts anybody until it's, unless it's a two-way street. And those guys were terrific. And thank God we were able to do what we did. In some years up in St. Joe at training camp, you would you would always step into the mic and, and mention that with a younger group, yeah, it could you know it could be four plus weeks maybe before this thing really gets rolling. But it, it appeared at least from the outside that from opening night, even in a losing effort against Detroit, that you had this defense playing at an elite level almost immediately. Why did this group have so much success right away? You know, um, I think if it, if we all look back at it, I think the what we went through two years ago, the twenty. 22 season, you know, with how young we were and we kind of built and got better and better. And then it, you know, it culminated in a, in a Super Bowl win. I think that gives everybody a lot of confidence. So I think when the guys came back, um, they had a lot of confidence in what we were doing, but you add that to the fact that we brought in what I thought were three key free agents, Mike Edwards, Drew Tranquil and Charles Amenahue. And even though we didn't have Charles for a stretch there when he was suspended, I thought adding those guys in there uh, gave us a huge jump. And I think, you know, we just kind of picked up where we left off uh, the prior year. And, you know, Justin Reed was now his second year in the system. Because remember, when he came two years ago, it was all new to him. Uh, and any, there's always a transition and a learning curve when guys come to new systems. It doesn't matter what the system is. But I just think we were all together. You know, I, I keep going back to this, guys. You've probably heard me say it before. But when the guy in the middle, and I'm talking about Nick Bolton, when he's as high an IQ player as he is I think it makes all the other 10 guys around him that much better I think that had a lot to do with it how often in the season I I had heard your interview where you were talking about that that third and five play that McDuffie comes up with a stop where you guys are able to get the ball back at a time that could have ended the game how often do you ask Nick in the middle of the game like hey do you think this play is going to work because it sounded (laughs) like the the way you described it was you liked it you thought it was going to work but you wanted a second opinion from Nick yeah, so there are many times over on the sideline, you know, in between series that Nick and I are having conversations about, 
you know, what he's here and seeing, what he likes, what I like, and there's always go between there. Now, that one was a little unique, the situation you're talking about. What helped us was when San Francisco let it come down to the two-minute warning, and you guys know what the commercial breaks are like in the Super Bowl. We have a lot of time there. So, you know, anytime you have extra time to think about it, we had one call that we had made that we were going to run if they ran a play. When it went to two-minute and we had the extra time, uh, the guy, this is what you heard me describe. I had another thought in mind. I went to my fourth down call list, and I looked at a call there. And I just said, I'm going to see what Nick thinks about this. And when I pressed the button to talk, you know, he can't talk back. He can just hear me. But I was looking for his reaction, his body language when I asked him. And in a minute, I said, how about this? He was shaking his head. He was giving the signal. He was all for it. So he had a gut feeling. I had a gut feeling. And I knew that if both of us felt the same way, it might be something we should do. And, you know, fortunately for us, our guys went out and executed, and it worked out pretty good. We're talking to Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo here on 610 Sports Radio. We also heard after the game, uh, I believe it was Justin Reed had mentioned, that down the stretch of that game, you, know, you guys maybe showed some things that you hadn't used all season long, and, and, and the players reacted to that, obviously, in an extremely positive way. How often, when we're talking about in-game adjustments, it's something that just from the outside we throw there and, and say, man, it seems like you, you might be one of the best at in-game adjustments as a defensive coordinator. I, I guess if you could take us into that thought process and, and why that is something that has been so uh, important and successful for you in this defense. Yeah. Um, listen, I think every coach in the league is doing that constantly. We do it a lot. The assistant coaches play a big part in that. I mean, you know, Joe and Brendan and Dave and Donald and Terry and all those guys, Alex and Rod, they're always kind of giving feedback. Uh, it's a collaborated effort. The, the unique thing about this group and what is so special about them is we just felt as a group of coaches that, you know, whatever we fed these guys, they would embrace and run with it. Now, not every group does that. Some guys like to stay in their own little comfort zone and not change things. But this group embraces that because they're a very high cerebral, high IQ group. At halftime in this particular game, when we made those couple of things that Justin Reed's talking about, I mean, they were, they were calls that we had somewhere during the season. We just didn't practice them that week. Sometimes I get a little skittish on, you know, doing something we haven't practiced. But with this group, you know that they're going to be able to pick up on it. And when they're nodding their head at halftime about, yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's try to do this. Um, it just makes you feel confident as a coach to call it. And that's what we did. I think, I think those adjustments we made, uh, particularly at halftime, helped us in the – I believe you guys would have to check for me, but – I think we went three, three and outs in the second half, which was really, really key to get the, keep getting the ball back to Patrick. Um, but that's because we got a group of guys that embrace change and, and are willing to do anything. It's, it's, it's special to have. I think one thing that stood out about the defense is that there was no weak level defensive line, linebacker, corner, safety. didn't matter. You guys had talent everywhere. I mean, just from that perspective alone, does this make the most talented defense you've ever coached? Uh, that's a tough call because, I, listen, I've been blessed to be on a bunch of really good ones, and some there at Kansas City. I mean, you know, we had talent in 2019 when we won. It took a little while to get going, and then, you know, there were other years, and, you know, certainly along the way in New York and some other places. But as a – you know, I keep coming back to this. This is what the difference was for me because I think you can find talent everywhere. Uh, and, you know, Brett does a great job, Brett Veach, get, getting us talent for us. But – I always rely on the, the football intelligence, what I call football get it. And this was the highest number of guys in one group that really had a high IQ or really good football get it. And sometimes you work with units that have 
you know, there's, you know, seven out of the 11 starters and the other guys are kind of just, you know, they just, somebody helps them along the way. But this group, to a man, they get football, they love football, they're passionate about it, uh, and they embrace doing anything. And that's a, that's a nice thing to have. Was this game Trip McDuffie's coming out party? I feel like here locally we have continued <laughs> to say he plays at that level. But when you aren't the interception guy, Spags, sometimes yeah. people nationally lose sight of you a little bit. We felt like this might have been the best game of his career. I thought it was, too. It's a great point you're making about the interceptions. You know, when he, when he did get that, uh, you know, he, he's an, he was elected as one of the All-Pros, right, for this season. Um, well, not Pro Bowl, but uh, I think the All-Pro. Yeah, All-Pro. Yeah, second-team yeah. All-Pro, I think. And I said to him after he got that, I said, Trent, that's an extra, to me, that's even more respect than most other DBs because when you do that and you don't have an interception, I think people – recognize and respect the work that you're doing because let's face it a lot of times those teams right people look at stats and and they say okay the guy with the highest interceptions he must be really good so let's vote him in but with him not doing that i thought it was an extreme compliment to trent his ability and what he does and i listen you guys have heard me say this before the one thing about coverage guys is if they're doing their job at an elite level sometimes you never hear about them because the quarterback's not throwing it there and so for Trent to have gotten that kind of recognition, I thought was extreme. I, I still don't understand why LJ doesn't get the same, but, you know, everybody's different. But getting back to Trent, that key, the key play he made in the end zone was huge. The, the blitz that he made for knockdown was huge. And he has other tackles throughout the game, and he's covering guys. I mean, he's, he's a real key to what we do. Him and all those DBs back there are huge. Just another minute or two with Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo here on 610 Sports Radio. Uh, when, we, when we look at... Uh, this this particular run that this team is on, it seems like the players already very quickly not shying away though, coach from from talking three p. What's your reaction to that? <laughs> well, listen, we got. I think I think these elite athletes that we have in any professional sport, right? They're prideful guys and they just believe in themselves. So, if that's the next challenge, they're all for it. They love a challenge. This group, and I'm sure every group. I mean, hear it from basketball players, hockey players. Uh, you know, baseball players, the minute they win one, they want to win another. And I think that's great. I mean, we've got to have a goal. And if that's the next challenge, then that's what we got to shoot for. And we know you're, you're obviously at least back uh, for, for this three-peat run with the contract extension to stay in KC. But we, we've been surprised you, you haven't got another crack at a head coaching gig. Is that something that you're still interested in? Well, listen, I'll, I'll answer it the same way I have been. It'd be great. Um, we always embrace it. We just got done talking about pride. And, guys, I have some pride, too, as a, we all do as coaches. So, a second chance, yeah, it'd be great. But if not, I always follow up with this. I feel really blessed to, to have the job I have, work for the head coach we have, the organization I'm involved with. So uh, if it's God's will to have a, another head job, great. We'll just we'll put, pin our ears back and go. And if not, I'll put every effort into the job that I have right here and enjoy every minute of it. You've got four Super Bowl rings, Coach. How do you uh, handle storing them? I think <laughs> Travis's brother Jason reportedly had you know, left his in his truck for a little bit. Do you keep oh, him boy. in a more secure location than that? Yeah, I do. My, my Maria takes care of that. They're in a safety deposit box somewhere. It's funny, guys. You know what? Listen, blessed to have four Super Bowl rings. You very rarely do get to wear them. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're so huge and they're beautiful. They're wonderful. Love them. I guess someday I'll put them all on sometime, and I don't know go to a banquet or something, but you know, we're not real flashy people. So we, but I will tell you this, that most of all, it, it's not as much about the rings and we all love that, but it, the relationships that you cherish, the, you know, the later on down the road, the 10 year anniversaries, those will be really, really special because of the, 
you'll remember the guys you did it with and, and all the memories along the way. That'll be what's really special. Coach, appreciate the time. Uh, hopefully you get to spend some time here, relax a little bit, enjoy another Super Bowl, and uh, we'll, we'll catch up a little bit later on this offseason. Okay, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Have a great day. So that was Steve Spagnuolo, Chiefs defensive coordinator. He joined us a little bit earlier on uh, in the show, and uh, he had been asked a few times already uh, about his future and uh, has made it made it clear again there. Yeah, head coaching opportunity. It's not one, you know, I, we, we had some people text in to us when we would bring him up in the regular season, and people would be, are we sure that he wants to be a head coach? He's made it very clear uh, that he does, if that opportunity, but also he's in a hell of a spot and situation. He just signed a contract extension, and the text line uh, points is that everybody's thrilled that, you know, you got Steve Spagnuolo as your defensive coordinator for multiple years ahead. He's the best in the game right now, and this defense is young. They all clearly love the guy, too, Any whether it was the Inspags We Trust shirts or anything well before the shirts. It's easy to yeah. see why in talking to him, isn't yeah, it? I think so. Anytime the guy speaks, you're like, yep, I understand why they all want to play for Spags. It's not an accident that he's He's the only kind of coordinator who's going to multiple and winning multiple Super Bowls with different franchises. He's now got four of these rings as a coordinator. And in the postseason, this was his, like, somehow this is only his second most impressive feat as a defensive coordinator because he once shut down the Tom Brady undefeated number one offense in the league to win a Super Bowl and followed that up by facing the second, third, fourth, and sixth ranked defenses in this postseason run and held them to half of their normal point total as a group. And it's, you know, you're like, okay, well, when you got a couple things like that, you get all the credit in the world. And look, I know it's rare, but Andy being the kind of coach that just says, please be the defensive head coach and leave me the hell out of it. That's a great thing for Spags where he's essentially in charge of one unit. I, I you know, one thing we've asked throughout the season is like, you know, how, why are they so good at these in-game adjustments? And the answer that you heard from Spags there was that, the players just pick up on things so so quick, right? Like they're yeah. able to make, they're able to uh, get coached up, number one. Defense. And then, yeah, he said that the get it factor, this is as good as he's ever had from that. You asked him about talent, but he said when it comes to just getting it, he gave the example of Nick Bolton and others, but across the board, they just are quick to pick up. And so they, he, he trusts them. He trusts this group you, a lot more than maybe in some other ones. You know why that's not surprising to me? is because before there were times with Spags, early on in his time here, where I was begging him to play what were clearly more talented players yeah, didn't trust him, maybe over much, less yeah. talented players, and he wouldn't play them. He would just wait and wait. But then when this last couple of draft picks, the last couple of rounds of drafts, he played Trent McDuffie immediately, Karloftis immediately, Watson immediately, Williams immediately. Like, he had no reservations about playing all these young defensive players like that man. Just second they were on the field, they played for Spags. That should have been the first sign that this was the get it group because he was way quicker to move to them. The other guys needed time, right? Even like Willie Gay. It, his, his playing time had to build up. Yeah. And I still always think, I, I still always think with the Willie Gay example, remember that was the weird COVID offseason when he got drafted. Yeah. So I still think that hurt his initial development into the league. And uh, obviously, signs right now are pointing towards Willie Gay uh, being a, you know, being somewhere else next year, barring somewhat of a surprise re-signing or something like that. Thanks again to Coach Spagnolo for joining us here on the show. We're back at it tomorrow. We'll have Josh Vernier join us. Spring training well underway. We'll start up our weekly visits with Vern, talk more about this baseball team. Reminder, the drive with CDOT coming up next right here on 610 Sports Radio. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.